This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bolin Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bolin Branch's sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee, plus 15% off your first order at bolinbranch.com code odyssey. Exclusions apply. See site for details. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Hey, beautiful people. My name is Elisa Reynolds, and I'm the executive chef and founder of My Two Cents LA and host of My Last Meal, a new podcast that asks people from all walks of life, whether it's musicians, celebrities, artists, chefs, scientists, Renaissance men and women, what their last meal on earth would be and why. So don't forget to tune in on Fridays. You can find us anywhere you can listen to podcasts. So why not? Let me tell you about the last meal. Hey, bestie, it's Cami Crawford. Relationships are hard, and that's why I'm here. Think of me as your big sister slash audible BFF that you can always trust to give you the real tea. This is my show, Relationship, the advice podcast that covers all relationship topics, the good, the bad, and the straight up shitty. Need advice? Send your story to hello at relationshippod.com or DM me at relationship on IG and tune in every Friday for new episodes. Be sure to follow us and subscribe so you don't miss all the hot goss. And if you're loving the show, please leave us a review. Talk soon, bestie. Friends, it's here. It's Friday. And if you are as burnt the fuck out as I am, I this, you know, this life just in general is hard. It is hard being a bad bitch who's on her shit. Right? Am I right? Right. Exactly. If you're in your car, like look in the rear of your mirror and be like, right, exactly. Like we see each other. It is hard. Just everything that we have to do, everything that we have to balance, everything that we have on our plates for like the parents out there. I don't know how you guys do what you do, but who fucking does? Because on I can't imagine having to take care of myself and another person like the dog is enough. But another living being that is re- I'm responsible for you like everything that you have to do with your life like I just I feel like I need a nanny so I can't imagine being a parent and feeling the exhaustion that you feel every single day just in your own life and then on top of taking care of something else anyways that's not what this podcast is about obviously <laughs> I just kind of am so exhausted so I went to Coachella And let me tell you all something. Okay, I'm going to give you the real tea about Coachella. I don't know who created this farce that Coachella is like the best place on earth next to Disneyland, but it could not be further from the truth. Okay, it really this is my first time. So I didn't have any expectations except for, you know, I had amazing, amazing tickets or 
wristbands. Shout out to Rima, my sister, for hooking it up. I had artist passes. So I got to move a little bit differently around Coachella than I guess the average person who was moving around Coachella could have moved. And I'm very, very thankful and very grateful. And I know myself because I'm bougie as fuck. So I need all the access. All right. I need all everything, everything. Let me tell you something about having access at a place like Coachella that, you know, I I also want to give them some grace because they haven't had the festival in two years. So maybe things have, you know, just like it's just a little complicated. But even with having access, it's so crowded. It's so chaotic. It's hot. It's dirty. It's dusty. It is it is not my vibe. And there are a lot of people who go and love it. But like I went with work obligations, which, by the way, was incredible. I went with Kim Crawford Wine. Shout out to them, my cousins. They were amazing. They were incredible. The wine is fantastic. If you haven't tried it already, I was drinking them before this. So don't even try to play me like this is some kind of plug because they don't they're not sponsoring the podcast yet. But they are amazing and awesome. And like they made the experience better. And obviously having the access that I had made the experience better. But still, everyone was like, what the fuck? Like, this is crazy. It was crazy. It was chaos. And it was hot. And that is not the Virgo in me was like having a real difficult time adjusting. It's just not. It's just not. I realized that Coachella is not for me. It's just not for me. It's just not for me. And you know what? I know that about myself. And that is what is important. But just like the getting ready every day, you know, everything is like a to do there. Like you have to keep up. Like you got to get all new looks. Poor Danny was running to my mailbox every five seconds for all the things that I was coming up with. Like, oh my God, I don't have cowboy boots. I need you to go to Nordstrom and pick me up some cowboy boots or I'm not going to make it at Coachella. The girls are going to boo me out of the room. They're going to throw tomatoes at me if I don't have cowboy boots. Like, it's just like a lot of pressure for what? Like for what? I It's just, you know, it's just one of those things. I, but I feel like there are so many things like that. So I don't even want to like shit on Coachella. It's just I feel like it's overhyped, if I'm being honest. Like regardless of what kind of access you have, I feel like it is very much overhyped. And maybe it was different before the pandemic. But I'm just going to let you know now that I circled the festival for three hours and asked multiple different people where the parking area was that I was supposed to be pulling my fucking car into. And nobody had the answer for three hours. It was very discombobulated. Nobody had their shit together. I even asked one girl, I was like, where is the parking lot for 2C? She said, I don't know. I'm just security. Well, 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 I don't feel very secure if you don't know where the parking lot is for 2C. Like, what do you mean you're just security? That's a very important job, ma'am. That's a very important job. It just was very it was that's like a small example of how chaotic it was. But people were like trampling over each other. And it was just very I felt unsafe. Like, it's just not it's just not festivals in general. Let me I should have prefaced this whole thing. Festivals in general are just not my vibe. Like unless you're going to helicopter charter me from the parking area onto the stage, unless I can be on Harry Styles's back riding him like a fucking pony, which who wouldn't want to do that? Like unless I could be attached to the artist performing, I don't want to go because the fields, the dirt, the grime, the sweaty, drunk, high ass people bumping into you, stepping on you, doing all the things. It's just not for me. It's just not for me. And also like pandemic, like I, I know we lifted the mask mandate and all that shit, but like she's still running rampant in these streets. So it was just like, I think just overwhelming anxiety of just like 
two years of isolation and not being in a festival environment. And then all of a sudden, boom, everybody in the same area and like whatever. But it was really pretty, you know, like they the, the things, it, the visuals were visualing. It was very visualizing, whatever. It was very, it was pretty. But even like the parties, and stuff, it just wasn't, it just wasn't giving what it was supposed to have been gave. And I just was like, mm. Eh. Also, Palm Springs is huge, massive. So like from where we were staying to, which is where a lot of people were staying, to where you had to like drive to to get to the parties and the Coachella itself and all the things. It was like at least 35 minutes to 45 minutes to an hour just to even get from point A to point B. And that's just one way. So you got to go back. It's just a ew. No. Also, I had the driver from hell. That's a whole nother story. Fred, I never want to see you again. I hope he doesn't listen to this podcast or any of his uh, children or generations, whatever. He was horrible. It was horrible. 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 But also great because I got to work with a really great brand. So like, you know, there's like pros and cons, there's ups and downs. And I'm sure everyone has seen on TikTok and like everything about Coachella and like everything surrounding the parties and everything that goes on. Like everyone is talking about it right now. And what I also realize is this is the first Coachella where TikTok has been in existence. So it's like everyone is getting a first hand account of what's really going on with video, which is like crazy because before it was like Twitter and like you could write, you know, threads of shit that went down. But like with TikTok and you know how the girls are on there, they love to tussle. So like they have all the tea, all the information, happy to spill it and happy to like drag everybody through the mud which like it's kind of like a love hate thing because like of course we love getting the information but then it affects people negatively sometimes depending whatever but it was just very interesting to see how everyone kind of collectively had a similar experience so this may sound like I'm just having a complaining session and there are plenty of people out there who are like fuck you bitch I wish I could go to Coachella all right I want you to go and I want you to report back (laughs) afterwards and you let me know how it all went down all I'm going to tell you is wear the comfiest shoes that you have. Don't be trying to be cute. You need to wear something with soles and padding and comfort because I wore Converse's and literally had blisters before I even got to where I was supposed to be at for the festival. It was fucking hot as hell and then it got cold. So like it's just very, you know, you have to work with the elements. I'm not an elements girl. I don't go camping. I don't do any kind of outdoor activities except for tan. So you know, that's just that's just me. So if you are like me, probably not for you. But if you can like get down with with the things. Have at it. Not for me. Moving on. All right. You guys know that I am all about versatility. OK, I like to be able to do whatever I want whenever I want. I like to switch things up. No day is the same in my world. And I love it like that. And you're allowed to switch things up, too, whenever you feel like it. Yesterday, you were jamming to country music, but today you're deep into a throwback playlist, which we're probably listening to the same playlist. Your go-to dessert is usually creme brulee, but you could really go for a slice of cake right now. With Dipsy, you can always choose what feels good in the moment. Dipsy is an app full of hundreds of short, sexy audio stories designed by women for women. You know, we love that. They bring scenarios to life with immersive soundscapes and characters, no matter who you're into or what turns you on. Find stories about that intriguing coworker with a British accent or hooking up with your hot yoga instructor. 
They even have stories designed specifically for your zodiac sign. And you know, on relationship, we love our astrology. Okay. New content is released every week. So in between listening to your favorite stories again and again, you can always find something new to explore. Dipsy also has sleep stories, wellness sessions, and now they offer written stories. It's your go-to place to spice up your me time, explore your fantasies, or heat things up with a partner. For listeners of the show, Dipsy is offering an extended 30-day free trial when you go to dipsystories.com slash cami. That's 30 days of full access for free when you go to d-i-p-s-e-a stories.com slash cami. dipsystories.com slash cami. It's party time. You guys, I've been telling you my 30th birthday is rapidly approaching. And by rapidly, I mean that it is currently April and my birthday is in October. It doesn't matter. It's never too soon to plan because I want for this to be as fun and special as possible. And I want for everyone to be as excited as I am. And that's why I'm using Evite. Evite offers thousands of free invitation options, all fully customizable for all occasions. Birthdays, weddings, baby showers, whatever you're celebrating, virtually or in person. There are thousands of invitation template designs created by their community of professional artists to choose from. Or you can upload your own unique design. Evite's design templates make it easy, fun, and simple to create an invitation so everything you're celebrating is extra special. And to really step up your invites, you need to check out their premium invitations. It takes just a few minutes to create and send invitations to everyone on your guest list. Plus, RSVP tracking is included, and you can link an Amazon or Target gift registry to your invite for guests to use, too. If you're not planning an event or party, but you have one to attend, Evite also offers amazingly designed greeting cards that you can send. I've used Evite for so many different things, from planning other people's baby showers to birthday occasions. Like, there is never not a time for you to send out an Evite invitation. And it's so fast and easy. Like, why wouldn't you want to use it? Evite is going to make my 30th even more fun and exciting and extra special. And they can do the same for all of your celebrations, too. Head over to evite.com slash cami to choose from thousands of design options to create and send invitations for free. That's E-V-I-T-E dot com slash cami. evite.com slash cami. We're going to continue on with the podcast and you're all invited. So let's go. That was Coachella. I'm fucking wiped, exhausted, dead. It's it's, uh, shocking that I'm even here right now. But there were there were good times. There were good times. (laughs) the Libra and me kicking in. But there were some fun times. There were. But there were also some times I, I I had to piss in a bush. Like, that's not me, you know? Like, that's just not my lifestyle. And like, this, you know, I haven't had to pee in a bush since I was like 16 going to another festival. I'm not a festival girl. Festivals are not for me. I'm not supposed to be at festivals. That's the end of the story. Okay. Moving on, now that I've got that rant out, ooh, Lord, you see, that was that was festering in me for a little while. So I'm glad that we were able to unpack that. And I have a therapy session with Kelly this afternoon. So I'm glad that I got that out here versus there, because that would have been like the first 20 minutes of my session. And then I would have had no time for my real drama. All right. Wow. Collective woosah, deep breaths. So obviously, now that we have unpacked all my shit, you guys have written in. As you do. And let me tell you something. You guys have the most amazing stories. And when I run into you guys out, because people have people have really been listening to the podcast, y'all. Like, it really is crazy. Like, my sisters were saying, like, it is so weird to them that they're not the only people who listen to it. Because it sounds like it's just me talking to them. But, like, 
I was out and like every time I go out now, people are like, oh my God, I love relationship. I listen to it every Friday, blah, blah, blah. And it just warms my heart. So thank you so much. Uh, I know I say thank you probably every single time I do a solo episode, but I just feel the need to remind you that I fuck with y'all because you fuck with me. So thank you. Okay, here we go. The first one. Okay, this one's an anonymous. I am a gay man living in L.A., When I came out to my mother a few years ago, the first piece of advice she gave me about dating men was trust what they do, not what they say. Mic drop. That's some real ass shit. Your mom is your mom is a real one. I've always tried to abide by that. But recently I got dumped pretty hard by a guy who was both saying and doing all the right things. He showed up. He made an effort. He was consistent until he wasn't. Then he went borderline MIA for weeks, barely responding to my texts until I had to basically drive to his house and break up with him on his behalf. Oh, break up with myself on his behalf. Oh, God, I hate it when that happens. In two words, it sucked. It still sucks. My question is, if actions speak louder than words, but actions still can't be trusted, what the heck are we supposed to look for when deciding whether or not a man is worth our feelings? I have no idea. But when you find out, please call and let me know. That is a great question. That is a great question because you have people who will say all the right things and seemingly do all the right things. And then when it really comes down to it, they can't actually show up for you in the way that you need them to, or they can't actually commit to a relationship in the way that they claim that they want to. And it's very confusing. And it's like the mind fuck of it all is just like it will send you in a downward spiral. I don't know. Honestly, I think in any relationship, it's kind of like you don't know until you find out. Like you have to just keep going and and kind of trust that what people are presenting you with is what they actually have to offer. Like if they're saying the things and doing the things, you can't just move throughout every single relationship being like, I can't trust you. I can't trust you. I can trust you. Even though like logically you should you're never going to be able to figure out if someone is the one or not that way if you are constantly guarded, constantly thinking everybody's lying to you, constantly thinking that somebody's not, you know, telling you the truth or giving you their all. So while your mother's advice is right, trust what they do, not what they say, that really means like trust their actions and not their words. And if if they're doing the right actions and saying the right words, then you kind of have to trust it until until. (laughs) And that's like just the way that life works. And it's unfortunate. And it's sad that like people switch up the way that they do. But like that is literally the only thing that you can do is just continue to keep loving and keep trusting and like continue to keep being yourself. You know, I've always kind of moved with the idea of like their karma is their karma and my karma is my own. And how I treat people is my karma and how people treat me is theirs. So I'm going to just keep moving with love and good intentions and honesty. And if somebody else can't give me that back, then that's on them. But like I did what I was supposed to do and I'm not going to harden myself or my heart because somebody else, you know, can't give me what they say that they're going to give me. I'm just going to keep moving, moving forward and moving with love. And whatever I meant to get is going to come back tenfold in my direction. I can't speak on behalf of them. So that's my advice. All right, here goes the next one. Is the flag red or green? My past relationships, the guy would always eventually bring up the convo of no longer using condoms. 
Ooh, oh boy. The new relationship six months in that I'm in now might be the most caring, sweet, et cetera, but we use condoms always. I didn't see a problem at first, but now thinking, what if he has an STI or is cheating? Am I just overthinking and used to red flags or is this something that I should bring up? And if so, how? Also new to the podcast and I love it. You're the big sister I never had. Thanks, boo. That is a very, very interesting question because it's kind of like, yeah, you're supposed to be using condoms. Let me just, I don't Who likes condoms? Nobody. Like, let's just fucking get it out of the way. Nobody likes using condoms. Nobody likes using condoms. They're not fun. They're not exciting. You know, they dry you out sometimes. And some people are allergic to like latex and shit. Like nobody will try to deal with that shit. Nobody likes condoms. But does anybody like getting cooties or anything from somebody that they don't even really fucking like? Like, no. So they're a necessary evil. That's how I see them. And when you're in a new relationship with somebody, it's a good thing that this guy wants to protect you. And like maybe I mean, if you guys are actually in a relationship, boyfriend, girlfriend, then like seemingly they're not hooking up with anybody else. Seemingly you guys are exclusive like that was that's what we are to assume. But you know what they say? Assuming does makes ass out of you and me. So it's okay to ask questions. So I feel you know, if you're if you're hooking up with people and you're hooking up with somebody consistently, but they're not necessarily your partner or like your your significant other, like exclusively, then you could probably assume that they're also hooking up with other people. So if they want to use condoms with you or if they're they're using condoms with you without you having to ask, it's probably better for you. Like, it's probably a good thing. Now, if there's something else going on, nobody should feel you know, ashamed of speaking on behalf of their sexual health. Like people should be able to speak on that freely and openly. I think we talked about that last week in the episode with Shan that you guys would have already heard. If you haven't heard it already, we talked about how to talk to your partners about their sexual health. And, you know, there's a way to make it not some like doom and gloom conversation, but you can easily ask, you know, so when was the last time that you were tested? Like if you're, if you kind of think that you want to start exploring sex without condoms, which we know what comes with that. So if you were not on birth control or anything like that, don't say Cammy got you pregnant because I did not. <laughs> that has nothing to do with me. But it's, you know, you do have a baby with this person. Then Cameron is an amazing name. Very, very versatile. You know, use it if you want to. I'm giving you permission. But if you want to explore having unprotected sex with your boyfriend, which I think is normal and fine, then I think that it's okay to start asking some questions. So listen back to that episode with Shannon, which she was saying about, you know, bringing up sexual health and sexual history, because I think that it will help you in this situation. But to assume that he's cheating or has an STI because he wants to use condoms and protect you and himself from, you know, presumably an unwanted pregnancy, it's kind of a reach. It's a reach. You're not really touching anything right now. You're kind of just spraining your arm because you're really, you're really going for it. And I get it because I love to jump to conclusions. I will jump off a fucking Tappan Zee bridge with my conclusions. I will jump off of the Eiffel Tower with the conclusions that I come up with. I love to jump. I will jump. There's a plane flying by right now and I will jump and touch the plane by jumping to the conclusions that I jump with all the time. But this is kind of like a big leap. So I think it's just worth a conversation. If you really, really like this person, you guys have been together for six months, have a conversation. Like ask him if, you know, he's open to exploring sex without condoms and what his sexual 
health is looking like. And also be prepared to share yours because I'm sure he's going to want to know the same exact thing so that it's like an open and honest thing and conversation and not like some very dramatic, scary thing. Does that make sense? I hope it does. You guys, I was just on my Instagram talking about the burnout that I've been feeling lately. I feel so run down and so tired. And I know a lot of you are too. But one thing that deserves to be a priority is our sexual and reproductive health. And that's where Simple Health comes in. Simple Health offers an easy solution to get your birth control prescribed online by real doctors, delivered for free to your door in discreet packaging so you don't have to waste time with appointments and waiting in pharmacy lines. They offer over 100 different generic and name brand birth control options, including the pill, patch, and ring, so you can find the right birth control for you. Most are free with insurance, but without insurance, the prices are super affordable, starting at $7 a month. The process is done completely online, and they even have a patient care team that partners with you for truly personalized care. Delivery is always free, and they send automatic refills so you have one less thing to worry about, which we love that. Take something off my plate. You know, my love language is acts of service, so take something off my plate, Simple Health. Thank you. Now, whether you're single or in a relationship, there are so many reasons that people take birth control, from preventing pregnancy to regulating your period and reducing acne. So if you're already on birth control or looking to find the right kind for you, Simple Health empowers you with easy access. Right now, Simple Health is offering our listeners $15 off of the consultation fee so you can try out their birth control delivery service for free. Go to simplehealth.com and use code CAMI to try it out. Now remember, this does not replace going to your doctor's office for regular checkups. You still want to go and get those, but go ahead and head to simplehealth.com and use code CAMI to try out their services. This podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp Online Therapy. People don't always realize that physical symptoms like headaches, teeth grinding, and even digestive issues can be indicators of stress. And let's not forget about doom scrolling, sleeping too little, sleeping too much, undereating, and overeating. Here's your reminder to take care of yourself, do less, and maybe try some therapy. You guys know that I am a huge advocate of therapy. I have been going to therapy for over a year now, and it has helped me tremendously. I look forward to it. I actually have a session tonight. I can't wait. Like, I look forward to it every week, you guys. It's it's like talking to my best friend, even though, you know, I'm pretty sure that's like not a part of it. But like, you know, it's like talking to somebody that you trust. And just being able to get a new perspective is so, so great and just different ways to cope with your stress, different mechanisms. It is awesome. And I can't say enough about it. And that's why I'm so happy that we're partnering with BetterHelp here. BetterHelp is customized online therapy that offers video, online, and even live chat sessions with your therapist. So you don't even have to see anyone on camera if you don't want to. It's much more affordable than in-person therapy. Give it a try and see if online therapy can help lower your stress. This podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp and Relationship with Cami Crawford listeners get 10% off of their first month at BetterHelp.com slash Cami. That's B-E-T-T-E-R-H-E-L-P dot com slash Cami. All right, friends, don't forget we're taking care of our minds, our bodies, our souls, our spirits, and everything in between. And let's get back to the show. Hi, Cami. First off, I hope you see this and can give me some advice. Also, I would like to remain anonymous. I'm in a tough situation right now. I met this guy back when I was 19. He was 30. I'm 25 now. We started out as friends and later started to get more closer and intimate. I never pushed a relationship until I felt that he was also feeling some type of way. He would always tell me that he did love me, but that he was too damaged and that I was young and I deserved better. Eventually, I believed that it was better to have him as a friend and around than not 
And well, this confusing relationship kept going. Throughout the relationship, he would lie, treat me like shit, disrespect me, and even hooked up with my friend twice. I don't know about the use of friend in this scenario, but okay. This was all very traumatic for me, and even when I would cut him off, he would still beg to see me, and he would be right back. Fast forward to 2018, he was going through ACL surgery recovery, and you guessed it, I was doing the most to show him that I was there to support him. He still continued treating me like shit and would stop talking to me if I didn't order him things online. Keeping in mind, he had a high-paying job and I was barely making ends meet. At the end of 2018, I made the decision to cut him off completely and tell him to fuck off. Praise. <laughs> Sorry, that's not a, that's not, that wasn't in the story. That's my that's my narration. He didn't even care, nor did he try to reach out after that, but he would often stalk my Instagram and react to my posts. Sometimes when I would post that I was out on dates, he would ask right away if I had a boyfriend and all of that. Fast forward to the present, he messaged me around June 2021, asking me how I was and seemed to care about what I've been up to. I told myself that there wasn't any harm with me replying since I was so over him. Three weeks after responding, we met and hooked up. After that, he would only message me when he wanted to, quote unquote, hang out. And I told him that I was not interested in pursuing a relationship that wouldn't go anywhere, kind of hoping he would get the hint. He stopped messaging me and later it all started again with him DMing me and sexting me and me ignoring. I haven't seen him since, but he still stalks my Instagram, but he doesn't follow me and DMs me when he can. I don't know how I feel or what I should do. Please help. He doesn't want me, but doesn't want to leave me alone either. Here's what you need to do. Miss Mamas, you need to fucking block him. You need to block him. You need to block him from your phone. You need to block him on the in Instagram. You need to block him on MySpace. You need to block him on Zanga. You need to block him on Twitter. You need to block him on fucking Snapchat. You need to block him on all fucking platforms. Spotify, Apple, Pandora. Drop another one. You know what I'm talking about. You need to block him because he's toxic and fucking up your life. Like he needs to go. He needs to go. He needs to go. And he told you, here's one thing. When people show you or tell you who they are, you have to believe them. We have to start believing people when they tell us exactly what their intentions are, exactly what they're capable of, exactly what they're not from the beginning. If he said in the beginning that he was too damaged and that you were too young and that you deserved better than him, the issue that we have is that oftentimes we in our minds are like, oh, no, 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 but I can change that. I, with all of my fucking greatness, you know, good pussy, all these things, I can change this person because I am that powerful. And yes, you are on your own, but you are not powerful enough to change a person who clearly needs therapy and who knows what else. Like you cannot, you cannot change people. You cannot change people into who you want to be. And you shouldn't, you shouldn't, you shouldn't have to. And, and they also don't deserve that. They need to take their own journey and make the changes that they need for themselves. Yes, there are some men who will meet a woman and be like, I want to change for her. But if he hasn't already done that, and this was back from when you were 19 years old and now you're 25, my best bet is that it's not going to happen. It's not going to happen with you or who knows who else, and it's not anything against you. It really is him and his shit. But he told you from the beginning that he was not ready and that he, that he, is damaged and does not, you don't deserve to have to deal with him. You got to pick up, that's a, that's a clear message and we ignore them all the time. 
myself included, like no one is fucking exempt. We all think that we can change people and make people see the light and make people have this like aha moment where they're like, this is the person for me. I'm going to do everything that I have to do to make this person feel my love and, and be everything that they need. Doesn't always happen like that. And then you end up being disappointed and all you're doing is is looking out for potential. But now you're over him. You're done with him. But it still seems like you may like his attention sometimes. And there's also nothing wrong with admitting that either because everybody fucking likes attention. So if you still kind of like the fact that, you know, every time you swipe up on your stories, you see his little bubble right there in the first three, like we've all been there. So if you're still feeling like that, chances are you're you are getting something out of it, even though you don't want him. Like you are getting the satisfaction of knowing that he's still thinking about you. You have to be okay with no longer having that and blocking him on everything so that you don't even have to fucking see it. And you can just move forward and move on with your life because he's clearly not going to be in it. You don't want him in it. So eliminate him from it. Like at this point, it doesn't even sound like you guys are friends. It sounds like he's just like a bugaboo and he just shows up and pops up whenever he wants to. Like I'm all for, you know, keeping him around if you if you want to have sex, but like it doesn't sound like it's worth it. I don't know. I don't know. But that's just my advice. I think you need to block him and move on with your life completely because he is doing the most and also nothing at all. So time to go. Block him. Block him. Okay, here we go. Hey, Cammy. I would like to stay anonymous, please. So I have a crush on my doctor I've been seeing. What? Ooh, this sounds lovely. Okay, I have a crush on my doctor and I've been seeing him for about a year. And I definitely know there is a vibe, but he hasn't asked me out or anything. So my question to you is, should I ask him out? I've never asked a guy out and I've always waited for them to do it first. So that's why I'm a little bit hesitant to do it. Help. Thank you. You know, I'm all for shooting your shot. I really, really am. I think that there is something to women, especially like taking control and just like shooting your shot. Like, why not? Like you, why should we have to wait? And I also like to give some credit to guys. Like it must be fucking daunting to be like at a bar and you see a cute girl that you want to talk to. She's with a group of like five of her friends. And one of them you can tell got a bad attitude and is going to shoo you away if you even come over. And like you want to come and like ask her to, you know, dance or like have a drink. But then you got to buy all them hoes drinks. And it's like, oh, my God, you know, what are they going to order? <laughs> They're definitely going to get top shelf. And it's like there's so many things in mind. And it's like, OK, what do I say to her? How should I approach her? Does she have a ring? Does she have a boyfriend? Is she going to be like, Ugh, no, bye? Or is she going to, you know, maybe give me her number? Is she going to give me a fake number? Like, we have to also acknowledge that, like, as women, this is obviously in the very binary sense and heteronormative sense as well, we have a tendency to shoo things away even when we want them. Like, even when we want them, we'll be like, ugh. Now, like we like to play hard to get sometimes and like sometimes it's cute. But then I think that we also need to do a little bit better at like letting guys down gently sometimes, like not the creeps, like fuck them. But like, you know, the guy who wants to like kindly come and approach you and like give you a compliment or like ask you if you want to drink. Like even if you're in a relationship, there's a nice way of like telling somebody no than like dismissing them and like 
embarrassing them because just think about how many times they have to go through that in one night just to come up to you like that the nerve that you have to build up to go up to someone in general and like talk to them like think about like I talk about networking anxiety all the time like I had the worst networking anxiety but imagine networking anxiety on top of the fact that you want to have sex with this person potentially that sounds like shit (laughs) that sounds horrible and a lot of the pressure And like, you know, the hetero world is on the men to approach the women. So I say sometimes we can alleviate that pressure and sometimes we can approach. And in your situation with this doctor, he may be concerned that like he doesn't want to cross a line because he's your doctor. And like, I'm pretty sure there's probably some rule about that. I don't know. Not sure. Not even sure what kind of doctor it is. But like, say he's your gyno. Like, does anybody really want to be asked on a date by their gynecologist? I don't know. unless you have like a really sexy gynecologist, I don't want you like putting the little, what's it called? Speculum, spatula, whatever. You know what I'm talking about. That thing, that that big ass silver dinosaur beak in my coochie, ripping me open and taking swabs, being like, hey, so what do you think about drinks Friday night? Like what? Get the fuck out of here. Take that thing out (laughs) and get out. Get out of the room. Nobody wants that. So like, or maybe he's like your dentist or like your cardiologist. I don't know, but like it's probably not in his best interest to ask you on a date if he's not 100% positive that you're going to say yes and that you're single and everything else. So I think that it's absolutely okay for you to say something to him and be like, you know, like, I don't know. I also don't know how many doctor's appointments you're making, depending on what he, (laughs) what kind of doctor he is, if he's like your uh, primary care physician, how often are you going to the doctor to go see him? Be honest. I think it's perfectly okay for, you know, in conversation or something to be like, hey, like, so I I really think that we have a vibe and I would love to see you like outside of this office. Like, what do you think? And see what he says. But then if he is like, oh, I'm married or like I have I'm dating somebody or something, then you can't go back to the doctor. So you got to think about that. <laughs> It's also a part of it I just thought about. But I think that it's okay to be like, you know, I look a little bit different outside of the doctor's office if you ever want to go get a drink. Like something cute and like quick. It doesn't have to be, you know, some really crazy elaborate scheme. But like I think that it's perfectly okay to ask him on a date. Perfectly okay. Now the other way around, I don't, I can't say that that's the case. I can't say that that's the case. It would be different like say... I don't know if you have kids, but like say it's like your kid's pediatrician that asks you on a date. Cool. That's a very cute, sexy thing. But like, I don't think that I want my orthopedic doctor asking me on a date after he's looked at my toes. That's what they do, right? Toes, feet. I don't want that. So (laughs) that's not that's not it. Or my guy, the gyno one is like really out of pocket. That's going to be a no. So ask him on a date and let me know how it goes. All right. Here goes the next one. Hi, Cammy. I don't know how advice typically gets in, but I thought I would try it through DM. That's a perfect way, by the way. The DMs we love. There's also voicemails, but the DMs are always great on the relationship account. Okay. I'm a young black bisexual woman who's just really starting to date. However, I keep running into this issue with males and females where they will flirt with me in private settings and we will really vibe, but it never goes anywhere. 
It's been like flirting through DMs and then unsending messages or flirting with someone else in front of my face after they begged me for sex. I haven't slept with anyone, though, LOL. But there's been a recent instance that has really stung. I hung out with this guy and it went decently well. Later, I saw in his group chat with some friends that someone dissed me because I'm dark skinned and he laughed at that message. Okay, I'm going to make it through this before I cuss him out for you. All right. One of his friends was showing me some other messages at the time, and I scrolled down too far and saw that message. Now he's still flirting with me, but he's going after one of my friends. I've been told that I could be intimidating because of my accomplishments at my age, but it's beyond frustrating to see that this has happened almost 10 times since I broke up with my ex about a year and a half ago. It just seems like there's always something not making me good enough. So I guess the question I'm asking is, Am I doing something wrong to keep getting these reactions from people? Let me tell you something. Fuck all of that. <laughs> I was really trying to like to, to pull it together without cursing and like give some like profound message. Fuck all of that. Fuck all of that. Because first of all, as a black woman, you're already intimidating. Like as black women, we're already intimidating. And then as a beautiful, darker skinned woman, they want to say that you're intimidating because of your accomplishments. Would you be intimidating because of your accomplishments if you were a white woman? Like, let's be fucking real. Like, it, there's there's always there's always that thing. There's always that other. What like what else are you doing? Oh, now you're doing too much. You can never just be great just for being great and just for being you. And whatever the fuck the group chat thing. Stop flirting with him because he's a fucking clown. And anybody that can't stand up for you in those kinds of settings with their fucking friends is not worth your time. So if he didn't immediately say, like, I think she's gorgeous or I think she's beautiful, chill the fuck out. Or just, like, chill out, bro. That alone will get a bitch's panties wet. But he didn't do that. He said he hit it with a haha. What's funny? What's funny? Because it's not funny when you're flirting with me and trying to fuck. Like, is it? No, it's not. So... No, stop talking to him. He's not worth it. He's not worth it. And he can go talk to your friend. But honestly, if your friend talks to him, she's also a clown because <laughs> sorry, not to not to rag on your friend. But like I personally, as a lighter skinned woman, as a lighter skinned black woman, I'm not talking to no motherfucking colorist ass man, period. Like you're not you're not getting any of my attention. If I talk to a man, specifically a black man, and he starts shitting on darker skinned women, you can just cut it right the fuck out right now because this is never going to work because at the end of the day, my sisters are brown skin and dark skin. My friends are brown and dark skin. And if you can't be around them and think that they're just as beautiful, then we don't need to. We don't even need to. No, 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 no. And if I'm thinking about procreating with you and I have bring daughters into this world with you and that's what you think about them. And especially when they're darker skinned black men. I'm like, y'all are really out of line. That's a whole other podcast for a whole other day. <laughs> but like, you are really crazy. If you think as a darker skinned black man, you're going to get with a lighter skinned black woman, make children, and they're going to come out what? What color? What color? Because if you're shitting on brown skin and dark skinned women, or like, what kind of children do you think? I black people listen to podcasts y'all get it you understand you know what i'm talking about but like it really is a lot to unpack and there's a if there is a very layered conversation that goes along with this but like you most of these guys in particular i'm assuming that you're talking about a black man but i don't know but most of these black men are raised by black mothers 
who also are their color, if not darker. So it's like, you don't fuck with your mom? Do you not fuck with your sisters? Do you not fuck with your cousins? Do you not fuck with your aunties or your grandma? Fuck you. Get the fuck out of here. So that's that for him. Bye. Bye. Next, as far as, you know, these other relationships and things that you've been in with people who say that you're intimidating, honestly, I've heard that about myself more times than not. I have heard that I am intimidating almost every single time that I go out. And even talking to some of my guy friends, they're like, if I was a guy trying to approach you, I would be intimidated because you just look like the type of woman that if if I'm going to... My guy friend literally told me this a few weeks ago. He was like, you look like the type of woman that if a man is going to approach you, he's going to have to approach you with something to say. Well, goddamn, I am so sorry. <laughs> I am so sorry, sir, that you have to come up with something to say to me if you're going to approach me in public. I am so sorry. Is that like too hard for your brain? Say nothing then. Give me nothing, King. That's what I want. Get the fuck out of here. Are you kidding? Like something to say? Yes, you're going to have to string more than two words together to get in my pants. Yeah, that's going to be a requirement. That's going to be a basic bare minimum requirement. Because what are you drinking? Could get me a drink, but then I'm eventually going to walk away from you. So like, Yeah, it's nice to be able to be approached by a man who strikes up an actual conversation with you. What are you drinking is a great way to get me with you to the bar. But like, what else are you what else are you saying? What else are you going to talk about? So like if somebody can't do that in order to approach me, is that really the type of person that I want to be with at the end of the day? Like, am I really even attracted to that? No, I want somebody who is not intimidated. I want somebody who's going to come up to me and be like, not not these words exactly, but I need you to give off the energy of like, bitch, you and me. Yes, this is happening. This is happening. I need somebody to be like a little bit aggressive. Like I need you to give me energy. Give me energy. I need you to literally make me feel like you want to put me on an altar and like worship me. And that's a Scorpio in me. And that's a whole other fucking thing, because clearly that's crazy and like God complex. But like, that's how I, that's what I need you to come with. That's what I need you to come with. And if you can't do that, then you got to go. If you're going to be sitting in a corner like, oh, I don't know if I should come up to her. What? Like, you're not even for me. <laughs> you're not even for me. We are not compatible. So I say, you just keep fucking doing you and keep being amazing and keep at it because whatever you're doing is working. And whoever's intimidated by that can kick rocks and whoever is not come on now and they will so you keep doing you I ooh, I wish I was there that day when you saw those messages because I would have been like what's this what's this what's going on Ugh. Ugh. gross but don't get discouraged and don't think that it's all you and if there are things that you feel that maybe you could pull back on like sometimes you know, for myself, even I'm I've talked about this before on the podcast, like I am working on being so in tune with my feminine energy and, you know, just like really diving into that because there's something to that. And when you have your shit going on and you are accomplished and you are successful, like it can be very easy to kind of like get in that kind of zone where it feels like, you know, oh, I got it. I got it. Like I can do it myself. I could. And like, yeah, you can. But it's okay to also leave room for somebody else to do things for you if they want to do things for you. So, you know, just keep that in check and you're good. But other than that, 
you're not dumbing down your light to make anybody else's shit shine. Fuck that. They can go. I just want for you to go into this weekend feeling sexy and free and absolutely fabulous and, you know, living that life. And if you are experiencing the same burnout that I was talking about in the beginning, hopefully we can get a nap in because holy hell is a bitch tired. I need like a four day nap. So wishing you naps and good vibes only for the weekend. And I'll see you next time. Bye, Mazzy. <laughs> Thank you so much for listening. You can catch a new episode of Relationship every single Friday. Make sure you hit that follow button so you don't miss any of the action. And I want to hear from you. So please, if you love the show, leave us a review. But by review, you know I only need five stars only. And let us know what you think. Make sure you follow us on socials at Relationship on Instagram and at Relationship Pod on Twitter. And I'll talk to you next week. Bye, bestie.